It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by self-care expert, Sabrina Schottenhamel. Sabrina, I really appreciate you coming in. Thanks for having me, Tony. Well, this is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Self-care, I mean, it's just, it's the topic that I think we really talk most about with people mm-hmm. is, you know, what do you, what do you do to take care of yourself? So I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah. So you're originally from the West Suburbs and still from the West Suburbs, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. What was that like growing up? Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Was born in Chicago, but my parents moved to Burr Ridge the year I was born. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like most people, like eh, city life until the baby comes along, and then out to the burbs, right? Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm the second child, so oh, they okay. had my older sister and still lived in the south side of Chicago, Bridgeport area. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love and that then, area. Um, we're looking to move out to to the suburbs, you know, so that they could have the family in the yard. And mm-hmm. yep. That's so awesome. the year I was born, they moved to Burr Ridge. Uh huh. So one older sister. Yes. Just the two of you. I have a younger sister too. Oh, three of you. Huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Three girls. Yep. Um, now, one of the things that we had talked about, I don't know if this has anything to do with being a middle child, but you said you were very shy growing up, right? I was very shy. Where did that come from, you think? Well, I, I'm not exactly sure where it started, but in first grade, I was held back because I guess I wasn't up to the standards of, you know, the, the school smarts. And from that point on, I felt really stupid in school Mm. I felt like I couldn't keep up I didn't want people to hear my voice I didn't want people to look at me I was just very shy and I held myself in but when it came to dance I was telling you before Mm. we we got on that I could dance my heart out but if someone asked me to speak or answer a question I would cower interesting Mm mm-hmm now, is that something that you think just, I mean, where did it come? Is it just your personality? Is it something that you experienced as a kid that, you know, made you feel that way or? Yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly sure where that came from because I have a really good family life. My parents are very loving and supportive. We had two sets of grandparents, my, my mom's parents, my dad's parents, and we even had great grandparents. So we mm. had a lot of love and support around the family. And I just think that the way that they taught in schools was not the way I needed to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I, I remember being in a, in a class, like a reading, in third grade, it was like a reading remedial or something because yeah. they thought I couldn't read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, I can read just fine, but <laughs> yeah, I know I get it. I get, I get what that feels like. And mm-hmm. so how, you know, I understand that a lot of what you went through professionally or have, have gone through professionally or put yourself through is, is to kind of get away from that, right? Because mm-hmm. the shyness and everything else. And now you've been speaking for like seven years. Yep. Wow. So, what, what, I mean, what was that transition like? And at what point did you decide, you know, this shyness is really hindering me uh, in my professional life or even your personal life, right? Well, as a massage therapist, I can only reach one person at a time. Yeah. And with talking with friends and personal and, and professional development at that time, I kept hearing about public speaking, Toastmasters, and people with good communication skills can be successful. Yeah. And so, since I had all that around me Mm -hmm. I was investigating and one friend in particular we met and she was telling me about her 
speaking engagements and workshops. And she was the one that encouraged me to, to move forward with all of that. And of course I, I said, Nope, (laughs) I'm shy. So I labeled myself as shy, but through doing the, the work and the development, I decided this is what I need to do in order to reach a bigger audience and to influence more people. So to get over my fears of, of being shy was, was, it was eye opening. Like I just knew something inside of me was telling me go for it Yeah. because when you can only reach one person at a time versus an, a whole audience, mm-hmm. you can only influence one life. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So as you look at, you know, I guess life before uh, and going through all that and, and even growing up, you know, mm-hmm. what are the biggest changes that you've noticed in terms of your shyness? Like, do you still have those feelings of shyness and you're just overcoming them? Uh, well, yes. I mean, I still have a little bit of shyness. And, you know, of course, everybody has a little bit of fear that they don't want to move forward. But I have figured out that the best ways that I succeed are through the forms of art. Mm. So dance, yeah, dance is a big massage, one. the art of public speaking, anything that I can do to be creative or to show my different side of life, then that's, that's how I shine. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people just turn like turn on, you know, when it comes to the the things they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to see that. So where did dance come from for you? Um, well, I don't know. My mom put my older sister in ballet Mm -hmm. and I could not wait to get into ballet. So she talked to the instructor and she put her in or she put me in ballet classes probably a few months before she normally takes students uh, she likes yeah. to take i was uh not quite three. Oh my God. yeah so i wanted to get into dance really bad wow and ballet was my ultimate favorite i liked doing tap and jazz and all mm-hmm. the you know modern stuff and we my two sisters and i we did it through our whole lives you know all the way up until we graduated high school and yeah, ballet was just where I shined and performing, competing. I mean, we, we didn't travel too far out of this Chicagoland area, but we did. We went out to Europe and performed there as a dance troupe. So just expressing myself through the art of dance and movement I just feel so alive when I'm moving. Yeah, no, I'm, and, and we'll get into movement a little more as part of the self-care, but yeah. um, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. ballet is no joke. I, I know. Mean, that is intense. Yes. Those are the strongest people I've ever seen or met. <laughs> I mean, they're usually in ballet. I yeah. Mean, they're, they're incredibly strong. So, like, I guess how much of it do you do now or, or your involvement with dance or ballet for that matter? Yeah, I, I still dance. I t- take a dance class once a week and I exercise on my own at least five or six days a week. Oh, wow. Where I'm putting on a YouTube channel or getting outside and walking or in in the month of September, I signed up for a bike challenge. So I rode from, I was not on my bike for probably five years. Mm -hmm. And I signed up for this challenge to raise money for kids with cancer. That's amazing. And I thought, you know, I'll ride about 29 miles so that was what I set my goal to. I ended up riding 77 miles in the month, uh, month of September. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. This September? This past September. Good for you. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, so I totally impressed myself. <laughs> and I knew I was strong because I exercised so much. And I sure. love to dance and move and get outside and be with nature. And Absolutely. But I just impressed myself with the amount of riding that I, I actually 
enjoyed. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing you mentioned as far as the arts uh, that I'd love to learn more about is the the massage therapy. Because yeah. I know that you got into it right after high school, right? Mm-hmm. That was kind of your, your college? Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, what made you want to get into uh, massage therapy? Well, my mom worked from home. She's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And now my dad is too. But he was driving a truck at the time. So she had her own business at home. And she would sit in front of the computer and work at her desk she typed for transcriptions Mm. for focus groups so it was different focus groups that they would do interviews and she'd have to type it out i'd come home from school and massage her shoulders and i would try to ask you to do it or no i i i don't know why i just (laughs) would come home from school and massage her shoulders and i would just watch her type all the and she typed so fast yeah and i would try to keep up with reading and I don't know, maybe I would massage her five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Sure, sure. But she saw the gift in me. Mm. Being shy and not wanting to move out of the house, I was asking my mom, like, what What do you think I should do? I don't want to go away to college. I don't want to leave my mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. And so she was the one that said, I think you should check out some massage schools. You can live mm-hmm. at home. As long as you go to school, you work, you save money. We are fine with you you being here. Yeah, yeah. And so I agreed. I was like, if I don't have to go away to college, and I can live with mom and dad and save some money and go to school and get a a career mm-hmm, started, mm-hmm. then I was perfectly happy. That's amazing. Yes, it's, it's, it seems like you found your passion too, right? Mm-hmm. In that, because yeah. as much as you know, we're talking about self care. It's such a big part of that, right? Mm-hmm. And. And you're still doing it. Yes. So, so like, what is it that I guess you've seen as uh, the biggest challenge um, with that shyness? And I mean, I know you said the arts are a big part of overcoming mm-hmm. that, but it just seems like if you're shy, that might be something that's difficult to do is getting in front of people and massaging them. Yeah. Well, it was, it was tough at first. And I worked at a restaurant when I graduated mm-hmm. and they were making a bunch of changes at the restaurant and and laid off all the managers. And I was a manager at the time. Mm. And so I was devastated. Yeah. And my mom was like, hello, you just finished school. Oh. Go get a job. Yeah. And of course I was deathly afraid because I didn't know if I could hurt someone mm. doing massage. You know, they, they tell you all these <coughs> contraindications that, you know, I mean, stuff could go wrong in any industry. For sure. But once I did an interview, I got a job and started working with clients. It was it was just amazing. I just I found my passion mm-hmm. and my path. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So the self care part. Where when when would that light bulb moment go off where you're like, hey, I'm doing these things and it's only one part of it. Mm-hmm. There's all these other things. Where, where where did that start happening for you? Yeah. So I worked at the spa for four years. And through that, I started taking clients on the side. Mm-hmm. We do traveling massage. We travel to homes and not right now offices, mm-hmm. but homes safely and cleanly. Mm-hmm. And, and so you guys are still doing that, you're saying? We are, yes. Yeah. yeah. In June, when they reopened everything, we started back. Gotcha. But we were shut down for three, yeah, had over rough. three months. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where was I going with that? <laughs> um, the, so like the transition. Oh, the transition. Yeah, between yes. just doing. Yes. Yeah, so I worked at the spa and I started my own business. And right after my husband and I got married in 2007, I wanted to go all, all on my own. Mm. And so I. So I you were quit. working for. I was you know. just working for a spa. Yep. Sure. Okay. okay. A pretty, pretty decent sized spa. They had yoga and a massage school there too. Oh, nice. And I 
decided to go on my own. And so I quit the spa and went on my own. And it was me working six to seven days a week doing massage and the whole business. So burnout started to set in. Mm -hmm. And that's where I went to my husband, who was very, very logical. And he said, this is your business. (laughs) Hello, it's time to take some days off. Mm. So yes, it's difficult to say no to clients, but in order to continue providing my clients with great service and to build my business, I had to step back a little bit. And through self-care, not only through exercise, but just taking time between clients to take a break, to eat, to hydrate, to, you know, do something that is nourishing to my body and my soul. So that's how it started coming about. And then, you know, over the, the years, just backing down from six days a week to five days a week, and now it's four days a week, well, four and a half days a week of massage. Good for you. Yeah. So um, just doing less of the actual massage work Mm -hmm. and more of the work for myself helps me to not only provide my clients great service, but also to have the opportunity to speak in front of larger audiences and have my online group. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. First of all, it sounds like you have uh, an amazing husband. very supportive. Yes. Thank you. Uh, But so what were the challenges going through from, you know, working at a spa and kind of having that, I mean, the the entrepreneur struggle, right? Of you have something steady, like it's, you know what to expect. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're like, I'm gonna do this on my own, you know? And and it seems like you did well, obviously, but you know, what was that, that transition like? The transition wasn't actually as scary as it might, might sound. Mm Mm-hmm. Although if I put it into perspective, we got married. Well, we bought a condo and then we got married and then I quit. (laughs) And so it is kind of stressful sounding, but the, thankfully my husband had a job and he had insurance. And so it it wasn't as stressful as it may sound to people starting a, a whole business on their own. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was stressful because there was no one feeding me clients Mm -hmm. other than the clients I had referring me to their friends and their family and just trusting that I can grow my business organically. For sure. Mm -hmm. And now prior to that mini intervention that you had with your husband and he's like, you got to slow down a little Uh bit and you take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, were you, did you notice that, you know, you weren't a hundred percent for your clients, for, you know, your life. Yes. And, and kind of take me to some of those struggles that, you know, you went through because you weren't taking care of yourself. Yeah. I actually, because I was giving so many massages, Mm -hmm. I felt that I was resenting my clients. Interesting. Because they would get weekly massages or monthly massages and I wasn't getting any massage (laughs) myself. And so I was feeling jealous. Wow. Yeah. And I knew that I needed to start scheduling things for myself, not only to, I mean, I was already exercising. And that was, you know, top priority, but I, I needed to make massage for myself a top priority mm-hmm. and of course take days off so I could schedule other things like have fun with my friends and my family. And, you know, when you're building a business and you don't want to say no to anybody, sometimes even if you have plans as a new business owner, you say, oh, I'll I got to take this client because <laughs> I, I really need to make the money. Yeah. But then you create the boundaries between your clients and your, the people around you. And then they understand 
you're not your life doesn't just revolve around this whole business <laughs> for sure for yeah sure. It, you have a life too so what advice would you give people because i think boundaries uh, you can go a whole like series on that <laughs> oh, right yeah. on boundaries <laughs> I, I have a book that someone gave you literally boundaries mm-hmm. like so what advice would you give people in terms of one defining their boundaries and two actually establishing them with their clients or their family or friends uh, you're just way more happy when you have boundaries yeah so if you can figure out your standards of, you know, the ba- basically the balance of work, life, f- fun, you know, whatever, you need to figure out the, the good balance for mm-hmm. yourself and then create those boundaries around that for your clients, for your family. And I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but <laughs> it just... It just seems like when you have the boundaries and you set those, yeah. that you're much more settled in your own life. For sure. And then you can give from a place of security and love. No, I, I totally agree. And maybe what would help just in terms of like what a boundary would look like, right? Mm-hmm. So someone's like, I don't know, boundaries, like what would I even say or what would I do, you know? And, and I mean, for me, I've... I've I've understood that and I said, you're right. It's life changing, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my God, I have time for things. Mm -hmm. So what was like the first boundary you set up or or how did you approach that to say, all right, this is what I'm looking for. Here's what I hope to achieve out of creating these boundaries. Well, I guess it was taking the the two days off a week. Mm. Once I started creating those boundaries and my husband was a big part of just don't schedule clients on those days because of this, 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 and this. These are the things you want to do. And if you set those days, it'll just sort of work out, work itself out. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that right. you can have those days, you know, you say, okay, I don't take clients on Tuesdays and Sundays. Anyone that requests an appointment those days, you just tell them up front. You be bold and honest and stand up for yourself. Yeah. And that's what creates the boundary, I think, is just really standing gro- standing your own ground. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and I, I think it's so important. I, and you're right. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, you, you're just like, all right, I'm open for business. And what does yeah. it look like? I don't know, 24-7. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think you're right. The first step is just saying, I'm not. I'm taking these days off and mm-hmm. set the boundaries around there and then yeah. kind of evolve from that. Mm-hmm. So that's great advice. Right. Um, what about overcoming some of those things that were just difficult? So in that time and, and once you do that now, you know, what are those self-care steps look like for, you know, for yourself or what you would recommend to, you know, those watching and listening that say, I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I have, I, I set my boundaries. I got this time off, but now I don't know. I feel like I'm not, I should be doing something. Yeah. What do I do yeah. with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I say start as simple as possible because when I speak on self-care, I say simple self-care. Simple means it doesn't take a lot of time or money. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the time that we waste throughout the day, scrolling on social media or going through emails or just daydreaming, yeah. you could take those one to five minutes. And this is what I call a mini break. Mm. You take those one to five minutes and you focus on something that you enjoy, whether it's getting outside and going in the sunshine or taking a little walk mm. or closing your eyes and breathing Breathing is so foundational. We do it without thinking about it, but we're not breathing properly. Oh, yeah. We're not getting enough oxygen to our brain and all of our organs that are functioning for us all day long. So basically, you need to start breathing more mindfully, and then you can start 
expanding your self-care from there yeah no i i mean i'm always very honest about my depression and anxiety that i've i've really been dealing with my whole life mm-hmm. um and so from that perspective of understanding that these things are going on for me i went to a uh actually my mom signed me up for it it was a uh, breathing technique okay. type like workshop right mm-hmm. and they had us all sitting down and counting or measuring our our, our breaths per minute mm-hmm. uh, and mine was i was like hyperventilating basically oh, no. yeah but once i learned that technique that i, I was aware of my breathing right or my breath if you will Mm -hmm. that um i changed and i started taking longer deeper breaths and literally my outlook on things changed so much i mean mean, it didn't like it wasn't like transformative and my whole life all of a sudden just got better Mm -hmm. and i'm happy there was a lot of steps to that but it was such a huge part of beginning that process Mm -hmm. so no i totally you know see the value in that yes so Mm -hmm. apart from that what else can you know uh people do in terms of self-care uh, instead of like the little mini breaks, but maybe something where you're struggling a little more, right? Maybe it is a depression, anxiety, and it's tough to get out of bed. It's tough to do those things and you just have no motivation. Then, you know, what advice do you give people in those situations? In those types of situations, you need to reach out Mm. and ask for help. Yeah. And whether it's a friend or a family member, ask those people for support and love. And if you need more than they can give you, then you need to go and find real help Mm. and be referred to someone who is trained in those kind of situations. But starting small, yes, with the breath or with a guided meditation, those are simple ways that you can start. And if that doesn't get you to the point where you need to be, then yes, reach out to someone and, and definitely get help and set those boundaries for yourself. For sure. Yeah. Now, the other thing you mentioned was, you know, moving around, like we talked about that, and, mm-hmm. and just being active. And I was asking you about, like, what you do, and you are mentioning stretching was such a big part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, tell, take us a little bit through your routine in terms of what you do to stay active and, and fit. Yeah, I mean, basically Monday through Friday, I get up in the morning, and I do a, a guided meditation, and then I move. So whether it's in the summertime, I get outside and take a walk or like I was saying, I did the Mm -hmm. biking, um, you know, in Chicago, it's not the best biking weather today it is, but not through the winter and I'm not a cold weather person. So to get all bundled up and go on a bike ride doesn't seem fun for me, but I love to move in the morning. Mm -hmm. That seems to be my best energy and it gets me going. Yeah. So even if I'm maybe low energy in the morning, I'll put on a yoga exercise or a yoga video or routine Mm -hmm. just to move and to stretch and slowly come into the day. Or sometimes I really want to hype it up and jump around my living room. So I'll put on a cardio workout, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes, it's something. But then yes, the stretching is, is important. So if someone, I would say if someone only has 30 minutes to work out, to shorten their workout to 10 or 15 minutes and to definitely focus on stretching at the very end Mm. because stretching is where you will see the benefits come from your workouts. Ah. Yes. I think, I think it's very overlooked. Yes. Like I don't think most people really do spend any time on stretching. No. And a lot of my clients say, yeah, I work out. And I'm like, so how much time did you stretch? Oh, I didn't have time for that. And that's why I say shorten your workout because you'll see and you'll feel the benefits of stretching because 
if you're just pumping iron and not stretching those muscles out, then you're just going to get tight and your shoulders are going to come up towards your ears. Your posture is going to be poor. So you need to stretch and open in order to have the, the good balance of working out, strength training, and stretching. Great advice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you're giving this advice too. And, and I mean, now your business has changed, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, slightly because you're still doing the, the massage therapy. Right. But now you're, you're really creating your own platform and group and community mm-hmm. around self-care, right? Yes. So tell me about that and what, how that's been going. And, you know, yeah. Well, especially through the shutdown time when I, we couldn't see clients in person or, you know, have contact. It was really important to me that I started this community online to share these simple self-care techniques. And yes, we're back to massage now, but I think that just creating a, a community where we can come together and share our wins about self-care or share our struggles and challenges and then give each other accountability because like you were saying, self-care is the foundation of your business of life, really, of everything. And if you don't know how to take care of yourself or you don't know which steps to take, having a sense of community or even just one person that you can make friends with in that group it can change your your whole world. <laughs> it really can. Yeah. No, community is such a huge part of self-care that I yes. think, again, when you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you're just like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do and I'm kind of stuck here, yeah. right? And especially now after having gone through our quarantines and you know, mm-hmm. all of, we, we just, there's no certainty of anything. It's, I think, way more important now than ever to figure that out. And we actually have the time to do it, right? Right. <laughs> so, so what have you noticed that's changed from pre, I guess, uh, the, the pre-COVID, pre-quarantine world to post and the new kind of normal that we have and the way people should be taking care of themselves? Yeah, I mean, well, because we're more isolated, mm-hmm. then people have more th- more time to think. And right. that's detrimental to <laughs> our, our health because if you are just sitting in your home isolated, yeah. sad thoughts come up and you need to get out of your house and if you cannot be in physical contact with someone, you need to connect with them over a video chat or through online support and getting out and really connecting with those like-minded people can yeah. really help you to be healthy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the, I guess, the vision for, for the group and the community, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I would just love it to grow and grow and grow and just, you know, have this huge community of everyone that shares self-care to everyone. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically targeting the working parent who thinks they don't have enough time to, to take care of themselves, but it's imperative that they take care of themselves in order to yeah. care for their families and to still have enough energy at the end of the day to, you know clean up and to sleep well for themselves <laughs> no 100 percent. and now yeah. parents are doing double duty right yeah, with like with teaching yeah it's crazy oh like now you're doing your full-time job and this other full-time job so mm-hmm. it is extremely important it yes. is extremely important yes. to make sure that you're uh, you're taking care of yourself right mm-hmm. um well that's awesome and like who ideally i guess in terms of growing it um would you like to see be a part of it i know you mentioned working moms is a big part of it 
you know, but who else outside of that that uh, are working parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that would benefit from, I mean, really truly benefit that you think is just um, maybe an industry or maybe you know a specific type of person that uh, you see is not taking care of themselves like they should be. Yeah, a lot of the CEOs that are running e- small businesses, but big companies too, need to to focus on that and also as a part bring it into their their place of work That's- for their employees as a part of their wellness program. That's really smart. And mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I know that, that there are companies out there that do that, but I don't, yeah, I think it goes, just goes back to not understanding self-care and mm-hmm. what that looks like and the benefits more than anything yeah. else. Like, you know, it's, it's even like exercise, how productive you can be in your business if you're in great shape, right? Yes. As opposed to feeling tired and drained and yeah. that's mental fatigue and all those things, mm-hmm. right? So w- what kind of message would you give to uh, leaders of organizations, businesses, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and saying, you know, take care of yourself, but also bring that back to the workplace and, mm-hmm. and share that with others. Yeah, I mean, you should be the, since you're the CEO or the, the owner of the company, if people are seeing you run ragged, then that's not going to be a good example for them. Right. Because then they'll just run themselves ragged. So if you set the example, first and foremost, then you're able to share that with the rest of the staff or employees and show that self-care and wellness is the foundation to a healthy healthy living. No, absolutely. And mm-hmm. and you know not only that you're you're taking care of people and then your people and you should want them to be healthy and happy right. and you know all that. But yeah. also as a business leader to see the results and the impact that that has. Like mm-hmm. if your people start taking care of themselves, what does it have on the bottom dollar, you know, on, on the bottom line really yeah. of of your business and everything that's involved with it. So yeah. great advice. You're saving uh, money, you're not paying out on the the claims because yeah. people aren't injuring themselves or they're not going home sick as much. Yep. No, so, especially now yes. and it's way more important and we didn't even talk about it but just your immune system yeah. right like this yeah. is the benefits of, of having your immune system in tip-top shape and, mm-hmm. and you know going out there and feeling like you are being safe not because you know others are taking the precautions but because you are are, are you know you're you're healthy mm-hmm. so that's amazing no I, I really appreciate you sharing that um i think it's so beneficial like i said Self-care seems to be a topic that, one, we talk about a lot here, but also that it just seems to be coming up a lot more mm-hmm. and people are becoming more aware of it. So, yes. you know, apart from, you know, I know we took a lot of time in that, but I, I appreciate you, you know, sharing your expertise. Thanks. Yeah. And, and your story. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, though, if you guys uh, want to reach out to Sabrina, please feel free to do so directly by contacting her or you can click on the form below um, and email her from there. But Sabrina, amazing woman. I really appreciate you. you coming in <laughs> and thank you so much. Yeah.